Monday morning, we always start the week off on the right foot with uh, friends from Crane's Detroit Business. You can go to cranesdetroit.com, cranesdetroit.com. Better yet, sign up, subscribe, and every Monday morning you'll be on top of what's happening in our world. What happened and what is happening and what will be happening. Crane's Detroit Business Executive Editor Kelly Root here this morning helping us uh, with all that information. Good morning to you, Kelly. Good morning, Paul W. How are you? I am excellent. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, certainly weather-wise, it was good. And if it was uh, Mother's Day for you, happy Mother's Day as well. Hope everyone had a, a good Mother's Day. Uh, in, uh, speaking of mothers, uh, your first topic here, all eyes on abortion ruling. Yep, this is a uh, this is obviously a far far ranging story um, that affects everyone basically. Um, but we we took a look from a business perspective about um, what this leaked uh, ruling regarding the you know potential overturning of Roe v. Wade could have on employers going forward, on healthcare providers. Um, our uh, our healthcare reporter Dustin Walsh talked to some HR and employment law experts about. You know how companies and their benefits plans, you know, may respond to this. Um, nationally, a handful of companies like Amazon, Apple, City, Levi Strauss have already altered their policies to um, expand benefits to cover out-of-state health care to allow employees to travel for an abortion if they live in states where it's banned. And in Michigan, of course, we have a 1931 law, state law, that would ban abortion if this ruling does hold and Roe v. Wade is overturned. So, um, you know, it would have implications here. Uh, Amazon, for instance, is covering travel expenses up to $4,000 for employees to seek care in other states if this goes through. Um, You know, local companies that we talk to are not eager to really, you know, talk about this yet. Perhaps not surprisingly, it's a sensitive topic. But, um, you know, it's it's something that companies are going to have to grapple with. Well, that's that's fascinating to me. What other medical problem do companies respond and react to this same way? What other medical issue could you have that you go to your company or its insurance company, more realistically, and say, gee, I I have a hernia, uh, but I don't like any of the doctors around here or the doctors around me don't do hernia operations anymore. I got to go to Duluth, and I need you to pay for my hotel, my room and board, and the hospital in Duluth. What other medical well, issues does anyone have that they've stood up and stepped up like this? One one of the things that's coming at the same time, which may actually be helpful for this whole situation, is that a lot of companies now have remote employees all over the country. You know, companies that are based in Michigan have remote employees in other states. And, you know, the experts that we've talked to said that, you know, uh, companies are probably likely to move toward more policies that cover out-of-state services in general um, rather than focusing on something like specific like abortion so it becomes just part of your coverage rather than being focused on a, that makes, on a very highly that's charged true. political yeah, issue. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. I would suggest uh, businesses getting involved in politics has never really worked out particularly well i i show you disney and and uh, and other uh, places companies that have decided to jump into the political world rather than the world they're in where they are to serve their 
customers. But that's going to be an unfortunate conversation for a long time. It's it's all that anyone's going to be talking about for a long time. Let's move to uh, this bit of news. First of all, I didn't know the Oakland Mall uh, had a new owner that was just 31 years old. This is a fascinating story. This story um, by our real estate reporter, Kirk Tinho, did really well um, online, not surprisingly, because the whole, uh, you know, backstory of this guy is that he's a social media kind of star. He's got a a TikTok account with 40,000 followers, and he's from this area, and he is the uh, son of Iraqi immigrants. And he took a um, kind of a different path to real estate ownership. He's not one of the big mall names that we all know. He um, he bought Oakland Mall. Um, Oakland Mall's not doing badly. It's uh, it's it's got retailers and it's profitable. But he thinks that the future of malls is going to need to be reshaped for the younger generation. And um, his father actually, uh, you know, operated an ice cream store uh, more than 20 years ago in Oakland Mall. So he's got a history there. And he's got a very grand vision for what the space should be going forward. It's kind of, as Kirk says, a hodgepodge of potential occupants and buzzwords. He's talking about maker spaces, pop-up real retailers, a TikTok village where you could get selfies. Uh, you know, uh, food halls, um, and he's talking about a hip new name like at Oakland or the Oakland. You know, he he feels like there is a future for malls, but it, but it has to it has to include you know input from the younger generation about what they want in the mall and make it you know feel like they have kind of a stake in it. Annie, we need so. to get this guy Mario. How do you say his last name, Kelly? I believe it's Keezy. I believe it's Keezy. Keezy, Mario Keezy, 31, new owner of Oakland Mall. And uh, and you know that his he's got his, uh, his finger, thumb, whatever, on the pulse when he says he needs a place in the mall that's conducive to selfies. I mean, think about that for a moment. Uh, let's see, what, which area will we do the selfies? I mean, this is like a whole different world we're talking about. Well, he just bought the uh, the empty former Sears store at Lakeside last week, as we reported, and he's got other holdings around town. He doesn't he doesn't envision a, holding things for a long time in general, but this mall he says he's going to hold on to for uh, for some time, maybe ten to twenty five years, to uh, to see how it develops. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. He's only thirty one. He's got plenty of time on his hands. He does. All right. Uh, automotive suppliers still feeling the squeeze. Yeah, um, we all wish this was better news, but uh, our manufacturing reporter, Kurt Nagel, reports this week that quarterly earnings reports are out from some of our biggest local suppliers, and they're still, you know, they're still suffering some some losses, including Lear and Adiant and Borg Warner. And, you know, part of the issue is that the same situation that we've been reporting on all year are still relevant, you know, inflation, pr- uh, production volatility, supply chain issues. But um, Kurt points out in his story that you know auto um, automakers themselves can recover pretty differently because they can raise prices and suppliers can't. So they're they're really trying to figure out the, the path forward here and figuring out that we are all in this together. So uh, with the suppliers working, with the OEMs, and all of us working, uh, doing the best we can, we will be hopefully just fine. But Time will tell. That's why we're out there getting up to go to work every day. A story we don't have time for, Rihanna Lingerie brand coming to Detroit.
My goodness, Absolutely. that made that made Crane's Detroit business. There you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Kelly, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You do the same. Kelly Root, Crane's Detroit business executive editor at 629 on the Paul W. Smith Show WJR.